hello and welcome to the first ever edition of the PA Traveler podcast. I am your host, Kenny Dodson, on the podcast and on the show. And I'm joined by Jason Baskin and Jason Garman. Jason Baskin is one of the producers on the show who helped me form it and create the pilot. And Jason is the best man from my wedding. And he's also a native Pennsylvanian. Uh, Jason Baskin is not, but I'm trying to convince him to be a native Pennsylvanian. Well, that wouldn't make sense, would it? Being a native. <laughs> he, currently, he is a native Texan, so I just want him to become a Pennsylvanian, I guess. So I, I, I like that new idea. Let, let's have me be a native Pennsylvanian. That makes it even more of a challenge. <laughs> I'm not in the business. Maybe by of, the end of this, you will be. I know. I'm not in the business of lying, so I'm not going to try to be doing that. Uh, if you want to start off, uh, Jason, talking about a little about who you are, where you're from, and what you do in the state of Pennsylvania, go for it. Yeah, like uh, Kenny said, my name is Jason Garman, and I, uh, I'm a social worker slash youth director in um, a beautiful town of Altoona, Pennsylvania. Um, lived here my whole life, and actually a fun fact. I've lived in the same address my entire life. So nice. 28 years, one address. That's I true. I could be lame or I could be cool. I don't know. I think it's pretty Let cool. the viewers decide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see everything that we talk about with Altoona and, and they'll get their own judgment. People that don't know, especially other Jason, um, we don't say good old Pennsylvania around here um when we are when you become a resident of the great state of pennsylvania we always say welcome to pa everything is pa here there's not really a pennsylvania so, once we get in here so being the pennsylvania traveler for a travel tv show would be not very smart is that what you're saying that's exactly why Kenny would be the PA traveler. That's I guess that's why that. I was the PA traveler. Hmm. <laughs> I am also a native Pennsylvanian. <laughs> uh, Jason, why don't you introduce yourself as well? Jason Baskin. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jason Baskin. Uh, as Kenny said, I am uh, here in Texas, Austin, Texas. And I've been living here all my life. I've done a little bit of living outside of Austin, but... Most of that's been on for work stuff, or I lived in San Antonio for a little bit in Texas. And uh, yeah, so now I'm in Austin, work for a local production company here in Austin, and been working with Kenny for the past, I don't know, year, year and a half on uh, helping him out with the show. And yeah, I guess a fun fact about me is I once tried to learn how to uh, fly airplanes. Uh, get my private pilot license, and I crashed a plane once. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> but I crashed it on the uh, on the um, what do you call it? The where you take off and you land. What is that called? Should, the runway. Wait, shouldn't the you runway. know what that's called if you're trying to be a pilot? <laughs> not anymore. I'm not trying to be a pilot anymore. I guess uh, that's why. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess you could say I survived a plane crash. But if you think about it, uh, it's not that exciting because I just. Yeah. Anyways, because so you're I'm the alive. cause of the plane crash, so no, I, no, I was a student, <laughs> so I the instructor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> technically the instructor's fault. That's what yes. I'm hearing out of this. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I plead the fifth, and I'm here in Austin, 
and I'm still trying to be a native Austin, much less a native Pennsylvanian or PA. Or sorry, <laughs> P. Wait, a P P A N? Is that what you're trying to go for? P-A-N. That's not yeah. how it works. <laughs> That's not what it goes by. Okay, I make my own rules. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so the reason we're starting this podcast is to talk about everything that's Pennsylvania related, um, such as like, you know, anything Pennsylvanians care about travel, um, news dealing with the show. Um, you can also find us on our social media platforms that we'll definitely put in description boxes and whatnot. But, um, one thing that I was thinking about recently was ticks. That seems to be something that's on everybody's mind. Uh, typically, whenever you go walking through the woods, and I think some people avoid wooded areas for that reason. And there is a new n- new guy in town, uh, the Longhorn Tick. Have you heard of this? I have not. <laughs> yeah. So it, it kind of ties in with Jason Baskin because it's got longhorns like a longhorn steer, which is interesting. Oh, Ooh, uh, well, this is I'm, I'm the wrong person to be talking <laughs> about this. But Why? go ahead. I'll, I'll act like I know as much as I do about uh, would you say longhorns? Yeah, um, I'll act like I know as much as I do. Right. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I was reading that in the news and it just reminded me of something that Jason Garman had told me about how to a certain way to prevent ticks that I never thought about. Huh? He looks, in, he looks perplexed. Would you like me to expand on that or? <laughs> yeah, you man. It? You told me that dude's got to wear pantyhose. This is very true. This um, is interesting. <laughs> especially in the time before Under Armour. Um, yeah. You think pantyhose is just for girls, but. That's not the case in the woods, man. Like, um, but but why? Yeah, why pantyhose though? Why would you need to do that? Oh, because like most Under Armour, it goes to the ankle mm-hmm. and the waist, but you still got like your foot uncovered. And ticks can get in like long socks, and they can get under stuff like that, and they can even get in shoes. So, the pantyhose, like with the complete. Toe, clothe or closed um, thing on the foot. They have no way getting in from the waist down. Oh, can I can I have a point of order? A point of order on this discussion, real quick. Yeah, Um, I'm all in good with the idea of the pantyhose that a guy can wear, but I guess my argument against that is the name pantyhose doesn't actually, you know foster the idea of like oh a guy can wear it because of the first word i wonder if they can maybe change the name of that you know what never mind what about long johns with long johns have you do you guys do that in pa oh yeah okay so yeah if but you call it, if you call it long johns i'd be all, all down yeah but they don't have they don't have footies in them do they not have footies but we, we have the johns with what's that the union suit which is the ah. entire Yes. As a long I like how you tied in my show to this. <laughs> because because what you're talking about is basically the onesie that I wear in the bed and breakfast scene from the pilot. Um, uh, yeah, that, was, that was an accident. Which you very <laughs> well. Yeah, right. Which you very well could do because, you know, you can get it on Amazon for like 30 bucks. But not only are they stylish, but they can also apparently prevent ticks that I did not know about.
Are we sponsored well, Jason, by these people? No, we are not sponsored by these people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Very true. What are... do you think would be a better name for pantyhose than Ooh. you were oh. in the woods? All right. So, uh, um... well, neither of those two words on their own is very good. No, no, no. I will say good. that. They're, I mean, they're both good. It just it's a matter of perspective and who's your audience and who you're trying to sell to, right? True. So, yeah. if you're trying to sell this to guys in the woods, uh, you might call it uh, pants protectors or something, or skit. I don't know, pants protectors. I, I don't know, some kind of because I, I don't I don't know what the purpose of pantyhoses are even for like a different reason other than like what you were talking about. Like, why do women wear pantyhose? <laughs> Just to cover up some skin under dresses and whatnot. All right. I'll have to think on that one. I'm sure we're incredibly wrong on all of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's have, let's have three guys except for the tick part. Yeah, except for the tick part. The tick part we do oh, know about. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I got it. I got it. It's just tights, right? Because it's the same thing. Yeah, but that's already been yeah. done. Yeah, because Mel Brooks made uh, oh, men in tights uh, dude. a great thing. So let's go with tights. Tick tights. <laughs> Dude, there it is. Although All people right. get the impression that it's like microscopic tights, I think. They'll yeah, be they'll yeah, be, be very confused. They're like, "What? It's for ticks?" No. You can't you can't slur tick. You got to say tick tights. Tick very tights. Very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I wanted to talk about ticks and 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 pantyhose with ticks. So, right. what what do you got, Jason Baskin? What what do you oh. have for for the uh Pennsylvania native Okay, so uh, trying to kind of figure this thing out. I, I know Pennsylvania. I, I've like, um, b- you know, I've been to Pittsburgh. I've been to Pennsylvania. Uh, I got some family up there with my wife who has some family in, in Pittsburgh. I've been to Pennsylvania for work. So I, I know there's like two pretty big football teams there. And I'm wondering like how big of a how big, big a divide that is in the state having two very big uh, popular NFL teams with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm just kind of curious about between you guys and what you know, being uh, native P- uh, P- Pennsylvanians or PNs. That's uh, not a word. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let's go with Pennsylvania. How big a line or how big a divide is that with those two teams and those two cities? Okay. So this is an interesting one. Um, because of who Jason is. Uh, Jason lives in what I would call Steelers territory. Would you okay, say that's accurate? So. Okay. Oh, very much so. Yeah, so we're both from Altoona, which is almost the direct center of the state. I would say State College is basically the bullseye if you had to put it in dark terms. At state University, that's where State College is. Yes, and whenever I went to Penn State um, in the film program, I was up there and they were almost all Eagles fans. It seemed like. Yeah, I would say that the Kenny, I would say almost the line is State College. You really? You could go Pittsburgh you, or Philadelphia. You think Altoona is that close to the line? I would say so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would too because when I went there, except a lot of people were coming from Philly going to Penn State or from Harrisburg, yeah. Lancaster all that stuff going to Penn State. So they were all kind of on the Philly side. So basically, if we had to say it, it divides directly in half, almost completely. But you do have yeah. patches of Steeler fans in Eagles territory, but it's a lot more rare to have 
Eagles fans in Steelers territory. Do you think that's accurate too? Being the the minority Eagles fan? Yeah, because overall, I mean, there's just more Steeler fans overall. Right. As a result of the 70s, right? 70s teams probably is when their popularity exploded. When they won the four Super Bowls and all that. The amount of Super Bowls kind of makes you guys a sellout, but I don't know. <laughs> so, wait, wait, explain that. Not selling so, my loyalty out. Wait, wait, wait. wait. This is, this is wait, getting heated. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We're sellouts for winning championships? Not, maybe not sellout. Just okay. like, like, I'm taking the easy road. I'm picking the easy team. Oh, like, I see. You think, you like, think oh, we have... Yeah, I'm gonna, team that wins the super bowl every four you, years you think like, we have faux popularity like the new england patriots um i mean as an eagle fan who went 50 years oh 50 awful years i was only 30 <laughs> so i don't even remember many winning years um i would call i would say it's loyalty you know mm-hmm. like where I mean, yeah, I can vote for a team that goes to the Super Bowl every four years. That's easy, right? You know, yeah, it is easy. <laughs> uh, like it, I, is, it is easy to be a Steeler fan. That's like true. I would say, maybe there's more fair weather Steeler fans out there. Ooh, fans. I don't know about that. And I know that's shot fired. And here, a little backstory: my entire family are Steeler fans. I've been made fun of. Since I've been like ten years old for being an Eagles fan. Oh wait, 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 wait can I ask here, you then? So yeah, you you were brought I up am. in a family of Pittsburgh Steelers fans, yeah, turned sir. Eagles fan. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's see that's a different that's a weird case because typically yeah. typically oh <laughs> well, no no it is because I, yeah, t- yeah. typically Steeler fans and Eagles fans kind of stay separate. They don't really care about each other because they never play. This so true. and they'll vote so it's for like, each other a little bit. Yes, like like the Super Bowl. Every Steeler fan wanted the Eagles to win. There was none of us wanting New England. I mean, mm-hmm. we hate New England more than pretty much any other team besides the Ravens. So there's not really, you know, any bad blood too much between the two teams. It's just if you're one in the area of the others you're going to hear about it like when jason used to wear his green you know jersey to school i'm I sure heard it. he heard, heard it about he it. heard it a lot <laughs> and yep. i'm sure if if you had a steeler fan in anywhere you know uh, harrisburg or beyond you know they would you'd definitely be hearing about it i'm sure but the cool thing is um no matter what you say about each other's teams and and all that stuff like i can hate on the flyers all i want but at the same time, I recognize that there's a very interesting culture with Philly sports fans mm-hmm. where they kind of are super passionate, super heated. But then at the end of the day, as long as you stay away from like talking about those teams, you're all Pennsylvanians. Yeah. So like so like you're all nice to each other. You know, you all have <laughs> great manners and everything. It's just. It's just whenever you get to talking about about like if I were to just go, hey, Eagles are terrible, go Steelers, they'd be all over me like I hate you, you know. But but that's only like fanhood hate, I guess. Hmm. 
and other, with, other like, than that, like like I know that they hate Steeler fans, probably. You know, but I'm sure that that Eagles fans hate pretty much anyone that's not Eagles fans. It seems like we're a little more like Steeler fans are a little more targeted to who we dislike. And Eagles are like, you're not the Eagles. I hate all of you. (laughs) Yeah, and really, it's that sport. I mean, sports are huge. Um, It snows and it's cold all the time. So people are can be in bad moods for long parts of the year. So the sports teams... I'm one of them. It, Season, it seasonal, seasonal affective disorder. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. It hits me pretty hard in the wintertime. Yeah. It, it was not a problem when I lived in LA and Austin. <laughs> but now, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of a problem. But mm-hmm. wait, do we do we just shift off topic from uh, <laughs> from sports? From sports to weather. Oh, I apologize. Oh, sports That's... and weather. You know, now we and, yeah. we, and we had a newscast because we talked about the new tick. Now we go to Jason yep. for the six o'clock traffic report. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a quick, uh, quick quote for you guys that I found. I was trying to find some interesting things about the uh, Steelers and the Pittsburgh uh, and P- Pennsylvania Eagles fans and everything. So from my perspective, and this is the internet talking, so just bear with me here, but you guys may, you know, you guys think you're kind of in two different worlds as far as sports fans being Pittsburgh Steelers and Pennsylvania fans, but 70 years ago, things weren't that much different. For one season in 1943, the two teams merged, Pittsburgh and, and Pennsylvania, and they were called the Steagles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard that. You don't know that? Yep. Okay, good. So I'm not Is just... Because of World War II? Uh, well, I didn't get to why. It just, it just had okay. listed like 41 <laughs> quotes of different facts. I'm going to give you some Pennsylvania words. Okay. <laughs> and I want you to describe them to me to the best of your ability. Ooh, All right. I, I thought Kenny or I could tell you if they are correct or not. Okay. All right. All right. All right. It's more of a phrase, the first word. Um, but I love food. So we're going to start with the food. <laughs> when I say chicken and waffles, how do you eat your chicken and waffles? Uh, the phrase chicken and waffles. Okay, I'll go with what I know here or what I've experienced here is my chicken will be wrapped inside. A fried chicken will be wrapped in a boneless fried chicken will be wrapped inside of a waffle, like wrapped around a waffle will, will be wrapped around like a basically a chicken tender. The other side of that I've experienced at like some diners is the actual chicken, the fried chicken with like a waffle on the side. So that's what I can describe it. Would you like this one, Kenny, or should I take this one? No, go ahead. I'm still <laughs> trying to think of like what he's describing because I didn't see anything like that in Texas. Um, our chicken and waffles are, it's like a chicken and gravy um mixture okay shredded shredded uh, up chicken shredded up chicken (laughs) yeah in gravy so it's this nice like it's nice gravy based substance (laughs) and um you pour that (laughs) on the right on the waffle just like you'd put like like syrup syrup on it yep the reason the reason why i asked you that is because if you go down south it's mm-hmm. something completely different, right? Also, yeah. So like, and each are liked regionally. 
I think, for different reasons. Got it. Well, the funny okay. thing is you just don't think that people can do something different like that. Mm-hmm. Can, can I interject with one thing here that I love about, I think this is Pennsylvania. Uh, yes, Pennsylvania, when I was in Philly, um, I had a, uh, a yingling for the first time ah. like three or four years ago. It's the best beer I ever had. And I was like, this is great. I know what I'll get when I get back home. And then, of course, you guys are thinking what I'm thinking right now. They don't have that in Texas. <laughs> they only have it in, I know they have it in Pennsylvania, they have it in Florida and a few other places. Um, but I believe it is if you ask for a lager, the default is they give you a yingling is that, or something like that. Is that right? Like there's like a certain like generic beer that you ask for and the generic beer you get is a yingling. Is that right? Or is there, am I kind of close? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I would assume that's what they would just pull if you, if you said that. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. If you're just like, Hey, give me some, give me a lager. They're just going to hand you a yingling. Versus like yep. what kind? They're not going to say what kind. They're just going to that's that's what they're going to give you. Even with all like the craft beer boom and stuff, like mm-hmm. if you go to most bars in Pennsylvania and say I want a lager, it's going to be America's oldest brewery. Yeah, that's Dreaming. a fun fact. And the other fun fact, I learned this when I went to the the uh, Capitol Museum, the State Capitol Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the number one manufacturer in craft beer, apparently. I would have thought that like, I read that and went, what? That can't be true. Like, it's got to be, you know, the Midwest or something, you know, and it didn't say the most consuming. I think it said that we make the most. So we have the most amount of craft brewing companies doing their thing. So that's just a fun fact about Pennsylvania. Nice. Good for you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, what, what do we Boom. get? What do we get? A Guinness Book World right. Record or something? But um, yeah. And another interesting uh, point is the the yus, yuns, and yins parts of, of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So okay. please elaborate. I don't know so, what that means at all. Well, you ever heard, hear the term yinzers? It's to describe somebody from Pittsburgh area. Oh, okay. I think you might have started telling me about this when we were on talking about the show a while back because it was like a marking or something like that. Is that like when you were doing like there was a hike you were going on? Is that correct or no? Uh, yeah, we did see the word yins on a sign. Yin. It's actually it a sign. Yeah, it's actually in, pointed in, it out. Right. It's in the pilot episode. Okay. And, that's, and it, that's what I thought. Right. And it just says yins. But so that's all relation to like that describes where somebody's from in the state. It is, but what's it would be like, like you guys, oh, like you say, you just say it's it's the y'all of Pennsylvania. So only only the western part of Pennsylvania. Yes, but then when you get to like where we're from, getting towards Altoona. Yeah. And like Martinsburg and stuff, it shifts. It becomes Yuns. Yeah. Yuns. Yeah. Okay. And and uh so it's like probably if you had to spell it out, it would be like Y like apostrophe U N S, probably. Yuns. Okay. Or just UNS. This is also the the wonderful area of the term gum band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Every- House calls it a 
rubber band. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do have uh, things however, that we say. In central Pennsylvania, especially in the Altoona area, which is like a blend of Pittsburgh E with, I don't know, some Pennsylvania Dutch out of Lancaster or and, Lancaster, and, and some, wherever you are. And some mountain That's speak. Right now. Mountain speak. <laughs> or something like gum that. Bands. Yeah. So, oh, my best we... friends in college hated gum bands. Dude. They used to make fun of me and tried to like kick me off the ship. Dude, when I... I yeah, when I first moved to New York, people couldn't understand a word I said. Huh. And I've kind of I had to concentrate to lose it, but I had my like Altoona, you know, southwestern or uh, central western area like accent. And what I would do is I would say, like, did you eat yet? I would combine, like, did you eat yet? But it would just be, did you eat yet? Yeah, that, yeah, yep, yep. So, that, so it's just like you cut out spaces and breaths and <laughs> other stuff. Yeah, because another interesting, like, our state makes up, we have five dialects <laughs> in our state. <laughs> like nice. linguistics will come all over the place just, just uh, to like, study Pennsylvania because we have the West and then we have um, like Philly, like use guys. Yeah, Philly. So the, the eastern part of the state is the use part. The okay. U, it's like Y-O-U-S-E probably. It even like, but then you get like near the New York border. That's their own dialect as well. <laughs> where and, and uh, then you have like south philly which you'd have like water i want to drink a water water if you ask them to spell it at least they're honest they'll say w-o-o-d-e-r oh but, like see that's not true in my experience i had a team- my friends oh my yeah friends. <laughs> well i had a teammate who didn't know he said it so he was like what's in that water tower up there at the top of like the hill? And I went in the what? And he's like <laughs> in the water tower. I said, dude, spell water. And he's like, W a T E R. Duh. And I was like, I don't know where the two O's and the D are, man. <laughs> like you tell me. <laughs> it's all how you say it. Uh, okay. Another it's cool little. Bizarre. Very yeah. bizarre. Okay, so fun fact, going back to the whole gum band thing, there's actually a band in Pennsylvania called Gum Band, and they're Pittsburgh's premier vocal power trio. <laughs> like, I was Googling that word because that fascinated me. Like currently? I was like, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was well, like, well, now yeah. I have to go check them out. <laughs> uh, I can't not. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I guess I mean because like one of their like logos on the page is someone who's flicking a rubber band or mm-hmm. gum band, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and so I guess it's like they call themselves that because of the yeah. So well, there you go. Yeah, dude, we have uh, we also Take have Austin with you. Take gum band to Austin and try to try to make it their own okay. thing. Okay, so I'll it, see if I could bring it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of saying vacuum, say sweeper. Hmm. Okay, and instead of saying vacuum the floors, say I'm going to sweep the floors. Okay, I've, I've, I, we sweep the floor though, but, but but that's with a broom, right? Well, yeah, right. Because I'm not a crazy person. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> well, we say we say sweep for vacuum. So there's no sweep. Like like uh, red up your room. That's another thing that's said. 
in our area. Uh, I mean, slippy. Yeah. It's slippy out. So, like Slip. in the winter time, the sidewalks are slippy. Oh, got it. Yep. Not not slippery, slippery but just slippy. Yep. Slippy. Yep. So right, I got I got to learn a lot. This is I got to take English class all over again. Thanks. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. You you move here, you'll you'll learn some things. You're. I actually had an English professor who taught linguistics. She was from Austin, and she decided to come to my university, Lock Haven just because she could really study the way we say things. So we have a big like Amish influence too, like in the middle of the state. Um, Pennsylvania that, that Dutch. old Pennsylvania Dutch brings a little bit of German. <laughs> brings a little, that like really screws it up. That's kind of why we have so many different, different ways that we say things. Yeah, so, right, we're, so we're kind of dancing around like talking about Altoona. Mm -hmm. So um, we probably should talk about Altoona because the like the format of the PA Traveler, the actual TV show is um, each and every episode is one single location or area in the state. So um, the pilot, for example, was in Hollidaysburg, which is in the same area as Altoona. I, I like to call it Altoona's Canada. But um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> just in relation, not not in uh, how we treat each other, probably. But um, so, Jason, why don't you talk a little bit about what there is to do in the area for if someone were to go traveling there now, what would you have them do or, you know, for what, the day? Uh, yeah. That's or or, or, weekend. or just. Yeah. Or, or right, the weekend. Well, um, so. Basically, Altoona was was formed as a city because of the railroad, like the Pennsylvania Railroad. So, like, um, they needed a way to connect Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and um, they found Altoona, and that was in like the 1800s when they did that. And um, because of the horseshoe curve, start yeah, we kind of start like the Appalach Appalachian Mountains, and uh, to get to get across it, there's this thing called the horseshoe curve. Um, some people call it like some, one of the wonders of like, not like wonders of the world, it's, but like, uh, like one a of the, wonder for one the of the United States of America. Yeah. It's um, one of the, the eight engineering marvels, right? Yeah. So it's things yep. that are engineered. Yeah. So Irish, yeah, and Irish immigrants, really cool. Irish immigrants came over here and they've factored out a way to like, using math you know even back then they were they were like okay what grade can we safely go down at how not many miles per hour the old math what's that not common core math but the dude i don't know the difference the, i don't do math when you when your daughter's <laughs> a little older you'll then, you i'll know. i'll relearn this stuff is that what you're saying you're gonna have to but all right bring it on public school system hit me <laughs> Um, <laughs> so but, yeah, then in bouncing right off the rail, uh, the horseshoe curve is the mm -hmm. railroaders museum. Um, they claim it's haunted, and uh, many workers that I that I know that work there, like ghost hunters, come in all the time and want to like, you know, go through the place and hook up the microphones and do all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, Wait, sorry, you said go ghost hunters? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
like any like just like all over like Altoona and certain like buildings and areas or just is there a certain spot? Well, the Railroaders Museum is one of the biggest spots. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, okay. In our area, just because they've they've said they've seen like a lot of sightings and heard a lot of things. But even if you don't like ghosts, mm-hmm. the Railroaders Museum is it's pretty awesome if you like history and you know, you get to kind of see how the city is was <laughs> at one time really divided culturally. Yeah. So pretty cool if you like history. If you like sports, um, the Pittsburgh Pirates double A baseball team, the Altoona Curve. They okay. um, that's where they're at. And we've seen like many stars over the years. Um, Jose Batista. McCutcheon. I was a bat boy when Batista and um, I missed McCutcheon, but um, yeah. Basically over eighty percent of the Pirates roster, I would say played in Altoona at the curve. So that was cool. Um, they're still going strong. Is this their, yeah, is this their like 20th year or something? They've, they've been around yeah, forever. I believe so. I believe it's their 20th year. So like that, we have a small amusement park, Del Grosso's amusement park. Um, that's not quite in Altoona, but it's right outside. It's a nice day trip. Oh, you're veering um, outside my friend. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, one well, since like summer's winding down, it's probably worth noting about Lakemont, right? That's that's basically touching the Curve Stadium. Uh, yeah, La- Lakemont's going to be coming back. They're doing like re- renovations and all kinds of stuff, and they have um, the oldest roller coaster in America, w- wooden roller coaster in America, uh, called mm-hmm. the Leap the Dips. So they've restored that, and it's still there as well. So hopefully, you know, look for that for next Make year. Make sure you. <laughs> Go to the chiropractor or make an appointment right after. Why? Because it's like super old and the cars were made for like humans that were tinier. Not knocking it, just saying. Like if you're Texas has one of those two and in, in, in one of ours, it's like the wooden roller coasters, man. They just shake and I, I can't ride it anymore at the Fiesta Texas. My my back just hurts so much after that. Mm-hmm. So don't mess with wooden cr- roller coasters if you have back pains. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah PSA, like, thanks. <laughs> and there's other stuff too. I mean, <laughs> we get a bad rep in Pennsylvania, at least the middle of the state. Um, I've heard it being described as Pennsylvania mm-hmm. because you have Pittsburgh and Philly and then the wilderness in between. But I, I don't think that's as true as what people think it might be i mean we have well enough to, got, got nice movie theaters and you can you can pretty much almost do i would say anything. yeah growing up i would say we didn't have like a surplus of things to do but there was enough yeah is, isn't that what you would say like if if you couldn't find something to do indoors or whatever you just go hike in the woods or whatever yeah. you know like, there's there's no shortage like you can either enjoy, you can either really hate the outdoors and live here in Altoona, or you can love the outdoors and five miles outside the city, you're like in state game lands where you can hunt and fish. And like Jimmy Carter, he loved to fish in Pennsylvania. And actually, um, he had like a fishing cabin a little bit north of Altoona that he would visit often. So for trout fishing and stuff so 
Yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, what about like dining places? What's your favorite places to go? Um, Where would you send for people? For breakfast, Tom and Joe's. Mm-hmm. Um, this local diner. It's pretty cool. They um, The Greek omelet is pretty fantastic there. Um, hmm. Little feta, little spinach. Hmm. Right up my alley. Um, and then I like uh, this corner store near my house called the 29th Street Corner Store. And they get awesome food. Buffalo chicken subs and pizzas and strombolis and that. And there's like finer dining establishments as well. There's That's true. But some of the hole in the walls are some of the best because yeah. you have places like um, like Al's, Al's mm-hmm. Tavern. They've got good stuff. Um, but, you know, most importantly, like a staple of me and Jason growing up was Mike's Court. Mm-hmm. Mike's Court is one of the coolest sports bars there ever was. Yeah. Well, what made it so cool? I'm just curious. What made that place so cool? Okay, so it's really, really small. Okay. And you would drive past it if you didn't know it was there. But it's always uh, it's always pretty packed. And whenever there are games on, everyone cheers together and everything. So it's just that, you know, sports atmosphere that people try to find in, like, big cities. But gotcha, you, you can yeah. actually, you can actually find it in Altoona, and when you show up, uh, you talk to Mike and say, "Hey, I've never been here before." And he has he like pulls off a basketball off the wall, and he has you sign it with a sharpie. So everyone what? everyone who's been there, you know, has their name somewhere in the establishment. So you actually feel like you're a part of something. Would you say people who go to watch a sports game, kind of tying that back into the whole? The two big teams, like like NFL wise, does it have a prominent team it supports, or is it open to everybody? Um, yes, it's Steelers. It's all Steelers. It is um, gotcha. In the last decade, it's become Mike's rink. Sometimes, okay. where you'll have you'll have Penns fans. Um, you know, especially during playoffs, it, it'll get packed, and uh, and yeah, but they they play the you know Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl song. Um, out loud and, Google it. and everybody, yeah. And everybody sings it together. Um, you don't okay. hear like any sort of fly Eagles fly or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> not that, but they'll play it. You know, if you go, Hey, can you turn on the Eagles game? Like it'll probably be on when you get there. Yeah. Um, and it's also a Notre Dame establishment, which uh, well, it, it's, it's like kind of name. boo. If you're a Penn state <laughs> fan because of the, right. the bad blood from back in the day, but like, we don't really feel that as much uh, as, you know, I don't, I don't have any hate really for, for the Notre Dame football team because they just, we never play. So it's, what's the point? Um, but, but yeah, he's, he's typically like a, a Notre Dame bar, but he'll always have Penn state on. So okay, there's, there's no, when you go there, you just feel good. It's pretty cool. Yep. It's a good place. A good place to have like that. I like that. Yeah, yes. so, so um, I think the si- fight song is called "Here We Go." Oh, not the fight song. It says, "Is it called Here We Go?" Is yeah, that song you guys are talking about. Here we go. All right, just trying to pull up the lyrics. Stop. <laughs> the lyrics change every year. Are you serious? Yeah, because it well, like only the... when the Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. No, no, it changes every year in the beginning of the year. Who well, is before the season? Like 
like it depends on who's on the roster and what their you know reputation is or what they think they're going to do this year or whatever so there will be lines so, about antonio brown and bell and all of them so nice. um moral of the story go to altoona okay <laughs> and sorry, uh, yeah, sorry. sorry but, tangenting it in my but <laughs> also i recommend going to hollidaysburg pennsylvania you like how i did that yeah, because like because uh, Jason uh, Jason Garman has gotten a pre-showing of the pilot episode uh, of the PA yeah. Traveler. So just tell me what what it was like and uh, just describe what the show is in in your own terms. Um, I I recommend, and this isn't because I've known Kenny my whole life and like a little pre not my whole life, but a very long time. Uh, I like actually learned stuff from the PA traveler. Um, he had some really cool, like little museums and um, restaurants and uh, bed and breakfasts. Just like some really cool local stuff. Like I think the PA traveler has the real has real potential to like to show people not only what you can do throughout the state, but the stuff that we like forget to even look at. Hollisburg is five miles away and I spent half that episode learning stuff. And actually I will find myself from time to time like shooting Kenny a text message like, hey, where was that place you ate again? Or like, uh, I don't want to give it away because you guys need to watch it. But like, um, something that involves a train that is really cool and interesting. And if I had kids, I would definitely be like, but that'd be all, like something to do, but I don't have kids, but there's other stuff too. Like, I don't know. It just, I think it's a really cool look at like stuff that's just in your backyard. Right. And, and that's th- my cell. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that hits the nail on the head because, because I'm sure you can vouch, uh, like whenever we were growing up, we, I mean, what was the longest trip we took together? We went to Hagerstown, Maryland once, mm-hmm. but we, we never went to, you know, Bedford or anywhere. We, we just kind of stuck in Altoona. Yep. And yep. I really wish that we would have had something to get us out back then. And Kenny, what's your uh, Facebook page all about? Like, what do you put on Facebook all the time? I'm just trying to remember. Uh, I put on events um posts from places that i go and visit and yeah you know i i ask um the people who are followers of the page you know various questions so that they can answer like i did uh what's your favorite ice cream in pennsylvania and i just got a ton out of it because a lot of them i'd never heard of and i Mm -hmm. think that that's the point of having the followers you know go to the page and check out all these posts and go oh i never heard of that i never heard of that like all these people are posting about Hank's ice cream in Conneaut Lake up in Meadville. I guess I should go, you know, check out what Meadville is all about. Yeah. You know, and and it's it's seems like a silly question. Like, what's your favorite pizza? Um, but it reading all the comments, it's just I got so much out of it because it's things I didn't even know about yet. And I have like I have like a, a map with like 10,000 points of interest right now. And there were things that people were telling me that I didn't even know. So I think it's just a valuable tool for anybody who wants to travel PA. 
And here's my other plug. Where do you find that at? Like, where do you go to get that? If I wanted to... <laughs> Why are you plugging it? Shouldn't I be the one plugging it? He's asking. Dude, I like plug it. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a uh, yeah. It's facebook.com slash the PA Traveler, and it's the PA Traveler on Twitter. I put events up on Twitter and some Pennsylvania news that I find, and uh, I post all those events in one uh, in one posting on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, just to sum it all up for the Facebook people and um, and then the PA Traveler on Instagram, which a lot of my Instagram goes over to the Facebook page automatically. All the albums and videos that I post and everything of places I've been. So that's good. Yes. And I think, too, like one thing that's cool about PA and stuff is like a lot of us work a lot. Like it's a pretty hardworking state and we don't have time to like time a lot of times money to go out like big time adventures but like i've found like some really cool hiking ideas and like different things that me and my wife want to do just from following you on on the facebook page so that's my plug that's cool all right no that's why i'm doing it man i just want to make a slight difference and get people to travel their backyard which you know is something I wish I would have done. So hopefully I can help others do the same. But um, yeah, aside from that, you didn't ask me about my shirt, man. My- All right. Hey, Kenny. Kenny that's, a, that's, a really, that's a really awesome shirt you got on. Hey, thanks, man. How about it? Isn't that a sweet shirt? That's a pretty... Uh, where can you get that shirt at, Kenny? Oh, you guys are... <laughs> Too kind. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I just need to show it off because uh, this is our our T-shirt sponsor for the show. Um, it's by 814. And it's just like the coolest shirt. Like I wore it to uh, my pap's 90th uh, birthday party and people were asking me like, hey, where can I get that shirt? Where can I get that shirt? And I'm like, man, they got to get the word out. So I'm just going right. to wear, wear it on the podcast. But I also wore it on, on the uh, yoga portion of the Holidaysburg pilot episode with uh, Aaron Myers at Harlequin Pepper Yoga. So um, that's, you know, if you don't see it here that much, you can see it there too. But uh, yeah, go check out his stuff at 814.com, I guess. Just spell it out. Uh, Just click, right? No, just kidding. You know, we're still young. We're, we're, we're still young. We're still figuring this whole thing out. But yeah, I'll try to I'll try to post a link somewhere. <laughs> You're better at this hey. than me, Jason. I'm, oh yeah, no. Look I, in the link for the description below, or wait, in the description below, there's gonna be a link to the uh, site. So there you go. Yeah, here's I'm I'm good at like okay, I'm just gonna go in front <laughs> of a camera and do stuff, and then edit it later so I don't look dumb. <laughs> so all of this live stuff, you know, it's a little crazy. Well, no matter what, your hair looks excellent. Oh, so. thank you so much. That, mean, that means a lot to me. So. Uh, I, I also want to shout out to uh, Amy, uh, Amy Dotson, who is also helped out with the show and with some story stuff as well. So while we're shouting to out to different people and businesses and whatnot, that's my shout out. Hey, who who is Amy Dodson? Who is that? I don't know. Does the last name sound familiar to you? <laughs> yeah, Amy Dodson is my sister and uh, and she's a actually a teacher by day. Um, but she decided to help me write a lot of the voiceover for, and, and different 
uh, things for the episode and for the PA traveler. So she was a big help and a big contributor for story points that everyone's yeah. everyone's going to get to see. Hopefully, not too far away. Yeah, hopefully more news. More news. Uh, take that again. Hopefully, <laughs> more news coming soon on that as we're trying to work on some ways to start announcing stuff here in the coming coming months or weeks or whenever i don't know yep but keep looking for hopefully weekly podcasts and you know we'll be giving you as as much pennsylvania content as we can we can manage so stay uh, stay tuned yeah thank you guys yep thanks <laughs> see you later <laughs>